Asia-Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia-Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. On Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning, good morning, listeners, and thank you very much for Solidarity Breakfast for another very interesting uh, program on news and current affairs. And the music you were listening to was the Dolly Rots, um, Because I'm Awesome. So there you go. I can't say I've ever heard of them, but sounded um, good to wake you up um, for this morning's program of Asia Pacific Currents. My name is Pierre Morrow, and I'm flying solo today, but we've got a um, full round of uh, news here on the program of Asia Pacific Currents. Um, Looking at uh, news of labour issues from the Asia-Pacific region, which is brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links, or AAWL for sure. And if you want to know more about uh, some of these stories or uh, look more at what we do or contact us, you can go to our website, all the W's, aawl.org.au. You can find us on Facebook under Australia Asia Worker Links, and we're on Twitter as well. Or you can always give us a ring on 9663-7277. And welcome to all those people who are listeners listening to us on the web around the world or as a podcast. On today's program, as I said, we'll have a, um, a full roundup of uh, news stories. In the second half of the of the program, I'll have an uh, interview with Damien King, who is an electrical trade union organizer in the regional town of Echuca here in Victoria. There's um, been a major strike uh, up in uh, Echuca at the Parmalite factory there um it's been going oh well into its seventh week now and um as uh people would know parmalat is a global company it operates in 18 countries and employs tens of thousands of people and um so we'll hear about that um um that dispute up there in Echuca and what the issues are and also about how some of these global companies um operate to try and lower wages and conditions and there was also a um, a vote on the um, EBA just um, yesterday but I will tell you about how that went as well it was a very interesting um, vote and um, but we'll go straight to the um, to the news items and the first one um, is actually about Australia given that we are talking about Australia and about the issues that is um, following on from the recent decisions to cut penalty rates for some of Australia's lowest paid workers which we brought you uh, information last week a number of unions have called for a major rally in Melbourne for this coming Thursday unions in the construction industry SP has in this fight back as they have uh, been specifically targeted by anti-union laws and as people would know referred to as the Australian Building and Construction Commission ABCC and we brought you information about this late last year. Now these laws are aimed to weaken workers' ability to organise on the job, will reduce paying conditions and will result in more accidents and deaths at the workplace. So this uh, rally 
uh, is uh, titled uh, Stop the War on Workers. It's on Thursday, the 9th of March at half past 10 a.m. at the Victorian Trades Hall. So this is actually just the first of three rallies for next week. So it's going to be a full week next week. And we go to the second um, rally or, or news announcement for next week, which is, of course, International Women's Day in commemoration of 100 years since the Russian Revolution that was sparked by International Women's Day. This year's uh, IWDA IWD rally in Melbourne, Australia, um, raising the same demands as the original ones 100 years ago, which were peace, bread and land. Obviously, we can uh, certainly um, um, understand the the first two, that we're still uh, really looking for peace and bread, but I'm not too sure about land anymore these days. Uh, Maybe justice and equality. Um, Additionally, Victoria Trades Hall is organising its annual Women's Right at Work Festival, and it's already started. It's a whole week um, long um, events that you can um, go and look. So if you just uh, type in Women's Rights at Work Festival, you can uh, see all the events that you can participate in. But in terms of the um, IWD rally, it's obviously on um, International Women's Day, which is the Wednesday, the 8th of March, and it's at half past 5 p.m. at Parliament House. But I will actually give those details again at the end of the program. So that's the second one of uh, of uh, of the rallies that's happening next uh, week. And um, I can tell you what the third one is, which I've actually gone in uh, reverse order, is this Monday morning at 9am. Uh, it's another anti-fascist rally. The um, fascist organisation United Patriots Front are organising a rally at, uh, outside the magistrate's court because a number of them are facing court and so they're actually um, organising to form a, as they call a guard of honour for their martyrs and heroes. So that's why we're there to um, to counter their mobilising on the street to actually um, say that every time they go on the street we won't allow them to um, organise unhindered. So that's um, Monday morning, the 6th of March at 9am at uh, Magistrates Courts in William Street in the centre of Melbourne. Hey, this is Nick from Pinar. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. Going to um, to another story in the in the region. So, leaving the shores of Australia, we go to the Philippines. The Philippines. Um, a bit of a, a, a bad story. We brought you updates um, before. Now, um, the really the mass killings are continuing in the Philippines. Um, the beginning of this year saw a slowdown in the rate of murders from President Duterte's vicious war on drugs. Unfortunately, it seems that this pause seems to have finished, and President Duterte is actually 
actually recalling his police force into the front line of this war on drug that produces a nightly body count. And uh, if you go on our website tomorrow, you'll actually see a couple of links uh, about journalists recounting their um, stories and their activities at night in the Philippines. The number of people killed is now almost 8,000 with Lila de Lima, one of the highest profile critics of this ongoing massacre, having been recently arrested in an attempt to silence her. President Duterte is now also on the verge of reinstating the death penalty in the Philippines as well as wanting to lower the age of criminal liability to nine years of age. So as you can see um, the, the the war on workers in the Philippines is uh, is uh, in every sense literal. Uh, the majority of these uh, people who have been murdered are from working poor working class communities in the in the Philippines. So we certainly have to come together to say no to the war on drugs, no to extrajudicial impunity, and stop the killings. We now go um, nearby to Malaysia, where school cleaners are losing hope to get their unpaid wages. In a case that dates back to 2015, 51 school cleaners with government schools in the city of Ipoh, Malaysia, are still waiting for back payments for eight months of wages. Their dispute first started when the company they were working for, Time Medi, collapsed in July 2015. The cleaners were told to keep working by the local education department and assured that the wages would be forthcoming. After more than 18 months, the education department has still not paid these workers the money that is owed to them. And again, it's uh, a very good example of, uh, of how promises are cheap and how state authorities uh, routinely um, take workers for a ride. Join the International Women's Day Rally on Wednesday the 8th of March at 5.30pm starting at Parliament House and finishing at Trades Hall for an after party. International Women's Day sparked the Russian Revolution 100 years ago and in honour and memory of our sisters then who took strike action over bread, we raised the demand, peace, bread and land. Join us for the IWD Rally on Wednesday, March the 8th at 5.30pm at Parliament House. Contact the women's team at Trades Hall for more details or visit unionwomen.org.au. The IWD Collective, Victoria Trades Hall Council and the Trades Hall Women's Team are 3CR supporters. That's right, be there and um, I'll be able to say hello to you as well. So I'll certainly be there at the march on IWDA this Wednesday um, evening. It's just on 10 past 9 o'clock. Um, 10 past 9 o'clock here on uh, 3CR Radio, listening to Asia Pacific Currents. We now go to Vietnam, where in an incident that has recently become more public, in early January, thousands of construction workers building a large Samsung production factory in Vietnam's northern Thai, um, Thai Nguyen province clashed with the security guards and police, leaving 13 people injured, four of them critically. The dispute was sparked by an incident between a worker and security guards over identification. 
But the scale of the rioting would demonstrate that there was already deep frustrations among the workers. Samsung Electronics, as with many other large electronic firms, has invested heavily in Vietnam due to lower labour costs than neighbouring China. And again, this is a perfect example of the race to the bottom that uh, workers all over the world are faced. And until we start to uh, organise, link up and take action industrially, Globally, at a global level and an international level, it will be very difficult to stop the companies uh, pitting us against each other. Um, we also then now go to South Korea, where on the 25th of February, there was another massive demonstration against um, um, the President Park Jun-hyu, who is actually the um, fourth anniversary of her inauguration as president. And there was again a million people in the centre of Seoul um, to demand that um, she stand trial um, for impeachment. And actually, the 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 protests are, are now spreading because a lot of other politicians are supporting the president, and so. Um, People are actually demanding the resignation of of other uh, ministers as well. So the political crisis is certainly um, spreading in in South Korea and there are also major demonstrations um, in uh, in other cities. And of that million people, around 300,000 of them were actually from the trade union movement who came uh, as 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 a block to um, to join what was actually uh, called uh, the People's General Rebellion. And, of course, some of the demands of the, the workers' movement is all about uh, stop the labour reforms, stop the suppression of labour union activities, and stop the uh, witch hunting against the Korean trade union movement. So um, this is certainly something to see. It's certainly a, uh, a growing political crisis in South Korea that will certainly need to be... Uh, um, um, looked at and certainly we'll see how we can actually act in solidarity and support them Hi, it's Paul Kelly here Hi, this is Shane Howard here asking you to support 3CR Independent radio station encouraging independent music and independent thought They've been supporting musicians for more than 30 years so let's support them that's right, and uh, we're a community radio station, and if you want to support us, if you like what you hear, then become a subscriber. Give us a ring during the week on 94198377. It's only $35 concession, $70 wage, and $130 for solidarity um, price. We go to the, our last two um, news items, and um, the first one is from Bangladesh, where the, uh, the release of garment activist is being only a partial victory. As people would know, the garment sector in Bangladesh is characterised by low wages and terrible working conditions, where labour activism is routinely suppressed. In the first couple of months of this year, a new wage or a new uh, round of repression saw over 30 garment labour activists either arrested or detained and over a 1,000 workers dismissed. These arrests and dismissals were clearly of a political nature and aimed at disrupting workers efforts to organise and improve their conditions. 
Internal and um, international protests have now led to the release of all the detained Labour activists, though there is still uncertainty whether all criminal charges will be withdrawn and whether workers will be able to go back to work with all their due entitlements. So really the fight for workers' rights in the garment sector in uh, Bangladesh continues. And our last um, item is from India, where on the back of the devastating effects from the Indian government's demonetization actions of last year, workers across many industries continue to face anti-union attacks. In a long-running dispute, the Labour Court has revoked the dismissal of four Renault Nissan Labour activists, though the company is still refusing to rehire them. In a similar dispute, hundreds of workers at PMI Engineering are finding that even after a major strike, the company is still targeting labour activists and not abiding to agreed resolutions. And in a major show of force, over 1,000 bank employees had a one-day strike to protest against overwork and outsourcing. And you can go to our website to get more details of these issues. It's just on um, 16 past 9 o'clock. We'll go to a um, quick community announcement and then uh, we'll be back with our uh, main interview around the Pamela dispute up there in Echuca. Well, if you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to three, say, oh, I sure know where you are. If you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. We'll check out the happy vibe. They're gonna ring up and subscribe. If you listen to three, say, oh, flap your ears. What? Who the hell is that? Flap your ears. What are you talking about? I ain't no elephant. Get out of here. This is handmade radio. We'll go straight to the interview I did a few days ago with Damien King, who's a organiser for the Electoral Trade Union up uh, up in Echuca. The workers have been locked out for about seven weeks now. Can you tell us what the original issues were? Well, it's got a it's got a long history. Effectively, in July last year. Uh, Parmalat presented a very aggressive log of claims, basically seeking a four-year enterprise agreement, a new agreement provision that would effectively give the right to engage casuals on contractors with no minimum standards, reductions in superannuation payments and reductions in union rights. Not surprisingly, the union members totally rejected that. Five weeks after the nominal expiry date of the agreement, Parmalat then applied to the Fair Work Commission to terminate the existing agreement. Absolutely unheard of for such a termination application to be made so soon after nominal expiring. We've then gone through a process of further negotiations where some progress has been made, but effectively some of the more obnoxious elements of Parmalat's claims have still been on the table in terms of reducing workers' rights and entitlements. That has then brought about a situation where on the 18th of January, Workers commenced taking protected industrial action under the Fair Work Act and one minute after that action started, a four-hour stoppage of work, Parmalat implied an indefinite lockout notice. So effectively, Parmalat still have, while there's been some progress on the logs of claims of both parties, still have an, an aggressive agenda in terms of attacking employment conditions on the table on the 18th of January. That's brought out the lockout. 
there's been some further negotiations. The union members have got a very strong view that there should be no reduction in employment conditions. So effectively the lockout continues. The termination of agreement application is still before the Industrial Relations Commission or the Fair Work Commission, but there's been some delay in the consideration of that. And effectively what we've got is we've got a, a the biggest dairy manufacturing company in the world seeking to impose reductions in employment conditions and rights and a group of workers who have got the quite strong view that why should they have to give up any of their long-standing employment conditions. We would certainly agree with the, with the workers. Why should we give up our, um, our hard-won conditions? So in the last um, seven weeks, or just about seven weeks since the 18th of January, has there been any progress? Has the company moved at all? It's been an interesting negotiation, Pierre. Effectively, the, the approach Parmalat actually took was surprising because soon after they imposed the uh, indefinite lockout, they actually took a more aggressive approach initially because they brought a couple of new claims on the table. One of those new claims that which we hadn't seen before was that new employees that are employed by Parmalat should be effectively paid 20% less than the existing workforce. And to get that position up, they offered the existing workforce a 9% pay rise over three years, provided they agreed that new employees that aren't taken on now would get 20 to 22% less than their rates. Okay, so very aggressive position to put. They also put other claims in terms of giving the company a very strong right to dictate the hours of work that employees work. So I think Parmalat felt that they were on the front foot. The workforce took a very strong, a very principled stand, a very correct stance that said we shouldn't have a form of employment conditions apartheid in the workplace. We should have everyone on the same deal. We're dealing with the biggest dairy dessert company in the world, have 198 manufacturing sites worldwide, have a turnover in Australia of $1.5 million. The last financial year that they declared a return, it was $58 million. We shouldn't be going backwards. So effectively, the workers in Echuca, those 70-odd union members, have taken an incredibly strong, incredibly principled stand and said, we are not taking a step backwards. We will not blink with your indefinite lockout notice. And uh, people have stood their ground, maintained a protest camp out the site for six, six weeks or more now. And basically, there has been some movement in Parmalat's position. But still, they have positions on the table that they're seeking to put forward in terms of an employment enterprise agreement vote which undermine the ability of unions to operate effectively and also undermine security of employment provisions in terms of maximising the good jobs and secure jobs for full-time employees. So there's still those differences around a number of elements that come under that heading. The company's due to put a proposed enterprise agreement to the vote under the Fair Work Act uh, this coming Friday. Uh, the workers will make a decision. The unions have just continued to operate under the directive our members have given us that there should be no reductions in employment conditions. And if ever there was a company that could afford to retain employment conditions, it is this one. And there shouldn't be any steps backwards at all. It, it certainly sounds like it's part of a, a broader agenda, anti-worker agenda that's happening in many other companies around Australia. But just looking at, at Parmalat, and I have to say it's great that the workers didn't allow them to be divided and, and have differing uh, wage structures. Is similar, do you know if similar issues have affected other Parmalat workers around Australia? Look, they've 
basically Parmalate, if you look at Parmalate, what they've done recently at Long Warrior in Gippsland, I think it was September last year, a very low paid group of workers represented by the National Union of Workers. I, I wasn't a direct party to that dispute, but effectively what Parmalate did there was institute a lockout straight away as soon as the employees, the union members took action. Okay? That's their right under the Fair Work Act. That's exactly the same model that they applied at Echuca. From what we can understand internationally, it's a standard tactic of Lactalos that wherever they have the right to lock it up in response to any form of industrial action that they do that. So this doesn't appear to be an unusual approach for Lactalos. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, they, they may have counted on the fact that they thought people would, would back down with that sort of pressure, that sort of threat. But, uh, but the, the members of the Chico have been very determined but we've established that some of these conditions have existed for 35 years. Uh, they've been in enterprise agreements under the Fair Work Act for 20 years. Uh, why should the biggest dairy company in the world be able to reduce those standards? No reason at all. Well, they will probably say to get even bigger profits, I would say. Um, yeah, well, they, 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 they probably would say that. They've, they've actually generated some quite significantly productivity improvements with the cooperation of the Echuca workforce since they took over 12 months ago. And uh, it's extremely disappointing to see people say, well, thanks very much for those productivity improvements and now we'll have your conditions. Uh, as I say, we're going through a pretty you know, stand-up fight type of industrial relations strategy. Uh, we'll see how the vote goes on, uh, on Friday. The members will make their decision. The unions have endeavoured to give every support and assistance to our members. And uh, the members have taken a great stand in terms of saying, Workers should not be going backwards in Australia. There's a lot of wealth in this company. Uh, that they, they can afford it. They knew what they were buying when they bought the business. People shouldn't have to go backwards. We're talking about country people. Country people in electorate where 75% to 80% of the community vote conservative. But to a man, to a woman, people have decided said this is just unacceptable to us, 70 odd workers. We'll, we'll get to the workers and um, um, what's, how they're organising in a second, but I just want to go one more question about Parmalat because Parmalat is, is a global company, as you said, and it's actually got operations in 18 different countries. Have you mm. had any solidarity or, or show of support from workers in other countries, in other Parmalat factories, to try and apply more pressure on Parmalat? As I understand it, I've probably made a party to it directly myself, Pierre, but as I understand it, the International Federation of Food Unions has been quite strong in terms of letting workers in, in other sites, in other countries, know what's been going on in Echuca. Uh, and there's been a lot of messages of solidarity and support from food unions in Europe in terms of the approach that uh, Parmalat and Lactalis have taken there. So there's been quite a bit of support uh, put across to the to the uh, corporate office of Lake Talos. Uh, we understand that they've received thousands of emails. That's the feedback we've received. All right, it sounds great that um, other workers at Parmalat are also moving and uh, aware of the dispute and are supporting you. Um, but um, in getting back to the on the ground, so what is the morale among the, the locked out workers and what kind of support have you had from other workers in Echuca? Look, there's been, there's been a fair amount of awareness in terms of uh, food workers in the Chuka and the Goulburn Valley. There's nearby sites at Hines and at Simplot that have been very supportive in terms of both moral, financial and in kind support to the, 
locked out workers. Uh, there's been broader support in terms of other ETU and AMWU members. There's been funding established in terms of uh, funding support. Both unions have some ability to provide some support and assistance for members. Uh, the Waterside Workers and Maritime Union have been incredibly uh, good in terms of supporting the, uh, the locked out workers. Uh, so, this, in fact, the, the support has really generated and, and grown over the last couple of weeks, yeah. And I actually read that there was uh, a delegation of Maritime, uh, of MUA members actually came from Newcastle to um, provide both political and financial support. What effect does this have on, on the workers on the picket line? Oh, the, the members were absolutely stoked, Pierre. There was uh, six maritime workers uh, drove a 1,000 kilometres there and a 1,000 kilometres back, and they actually pinched their tent on the front lawns. This is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week protest camp. They actually pitched their tent and slept overnight there, and uh, I think it was about three and a half grand that was donated by the, uh, the MUA members in Newcastle. It was an incredible spirit of solidarity there to... Uh, to get the support of those guys and the messages in terms of what MUA members have gone through in terms of people trying to reduce their conditions, uh, you know, export their jobs overseas, very similar agendas, perhaps the story slightly differently, but the agenda absolutely the same, and that really lifted the spirits, it has lifted the spirits considerably of uh, the 70-odd ETU and AMWU members there. As a final question, um, we've said that they've been locked out for over six weeks. It uh, obviously gets very hard for workers to be out there. How would you rate the morale of the of the workers now? Look, actually, people's spirits have got stronger. It's an amazing situation there where pe people know that effectively they've seen their employer actually try to adopt a pincer movement strategy threaten them with termination of their agreement by the Fair Work Commission, okay, effectively to cut their pay by 40% unless they agree to some absolutely obnoxious provisions like dual pay rate structures with some people on 20% less. People have actually seen that, that that is just a terrible thing. People have really gelled in a great spirit of solidarity. I actually say that the, the, the vibe and the feeling and the strength of the view of the, of the, the workers there is stronger than it was at the start. So it's a great thing, the magnificent thing to see workers in struggle who are really prepared to stand up to some really important principles. They're fantastic final words, Damien, and fighting words, and uh, please uh, relay our solidarity and support to the workers there because uh, we're all under attack these days and uh, nothing seems sacred anymore in terms of our conditions and wages, so we wish you all the very best. Thanks very much, Ben. Much appreciated, mate. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. And that was uh, Damien King, a um, electoral trade union organiser, talking about the Parmalat dispute up there in Echuca. And we've really run out of time, but very quickly, the the vote that uh, about the um, the new EBA that the Parmalat company wanted to push through on the workers, uh, there was a vote on Friday, and the result was sixty-seven no and one yes. So that was a fantastic result by the workers. So they're still hand, uh, still uh, strong there, and all the best um, guys and, and girls up. 
up there. Um, we're in solidarity and hope we, you win. Um, but we really have to go very quickly. Um, the three demonstrations happening uh, next week. So it's an anti-fascist demonstration uh, this Monday, 6th of March, 9am outside the Magistrates Court. There's International Women's Day rally at half past five um, in the afternoon of Wednesday, the 8th of March at Parliament House and Stop the War on Workers Trade Union uh, rally and Thursday, the 9th of March at half past 10 outside Trades Hall. And don't forget on uh, International Women's Day, uh, all day broadcast of uh, IWD here at 3CR Radio. But that's really, um, I've run out of time, actually gone over time, my apologies. But um, my name is Pierre Morrow. You've been listening to Asia Pacific Currents here, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links on your favourite community radio station. Stay tuned. We'll go straight to Palestine Remembered. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.